Today was my best day. And welcome to our new thought radio show, Cosmic Thoughts. I'm Jim Lefter, and I'll be your host for this program. It's great to have you with me today. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and our website at CosmicThoughts.com. Thanks for listening. Please tell your friends about us, okay? And like us on Facebook at Cosmic Thoughts Radio. Well, today my guest is Joshua Tongle. Joshua is an author, speaker, and healing practitioner. He's spoken to countless people throughout the United States and abroad. He speaks on topics such as religion, spirituality, and personal development, offering new paradigms relevant for our day and age. He has a raw and humorous style and, he says, a big heart for people. He's also the author of the book, The Secret to Awesomeness. Hi, Josh. Welcome to Cosmic Bloods. <laughs> hey, Jay. It's good to be on the show. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you. Great to have you. Um, well, I have a first little question for you, and that okay. is, how am I awesome? <laughs> Good question. Um, my answer is, is that you already are. And so when I tell people that, I just want to let them know that, you know, you're already awesome. It's just you don't know it yet sometimes, you know, and I'm just here to remind people. I mean, uh, you know, just think about, like, you know, how how would you want to live, like, an awesome life, you know? And it's 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 an amazing thing when you could realize that you could create the life you've always wanted by maximizing your potential, you know? And, like, it's just, to me, it's, it's awesome to see people learning to love themselves and, and heal their bodies and be happy and find purpose and all those things, you know? So, so it's not so much like I'm telling people, this is what you do in order to become awesome. I'm just saying, you already are, man. You just got to realize it, you know? And here's a way to live it out. You know, which is basically what I sum up in some of my chapters. So that's my short answer. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get to the long answer. What What is an awesome life to you? I mean, is it, I guess it's individual to each person, but what do you think is an awesome life? Yeah, so I guess you could say in some sense it's subjective what of what people have for their desires, you know. But I think in general, um, as I was mentioning earlier about, like, like, it is a, an amazing and awesome thing to learn to finally love yourself, which is something that a lot of people struggle with, and even I struggle with. Um, it is an awesome life to maximize your potential when it comes to, like, knowing that you could actually heal your body, you know, and not have to feel like a victim or or, or even, once again, um, experience happiness. You know, I mean, it wouldn't seem that awesome, <laughs> you know, if you're so depressed every day and just really sad and, and all those things or you're lacking purpose, but... Um, once again, it's just, in my understanding, it is awesome to know that you could have a purpose and to experience wonder in this life and to learn to, you know, achieve your goals and overcome your fears. So those are, at least that's my understanding of it, you know. So let's talk a little bit about your experience. Um, I'm wondering how you found your way into this whole new thought philosophy. I understand you come from a very different kind of religious, spiritual background and all that. How did you find yourself in new thought? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a process because, uh, I mean, if a lot of people know my, my history. I'm very transparent about my journey. So I was born into, like, fundamentalist Christianity. You know, it's kind of like our religion or you're going to burn and go to hell if you don't 
believe the way I do. You know, I mean, we wouldn't say it exactly like that, but that's pretty much what I felt. You know, so I never really questioned my faith until I was about 17 years old. And then I started evolving theologically and serving at different denominations. And so I've kind of been around in that sense when it comes to, like, the Christian tradition. So I grew up, I don't know if you heard of it, I grew up in something called Pentecostal. And then um, I taught something called apologetics. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but or your audience will. Basically, apologetics is basically, it's like a defense of the Christian faith. So it's like the intellectual Christianity where you critique all the different religions of the world and you show on how Christianity is true. So I used to teach that stuff at a Presbyterian church. And believe it or not, I used to criticize New Thought. <laughs> I'll bet. <laughs> you know, for, I'll for bet. We get a yeah. lot of that. <laughs> yeah, so I used to do a lot of that stuff, criticizing it as like New Age and all that stuff. And, and then I eventually became a, a pastor at a Southern Baptist church, and then I was an evangelist in Assemblies of God church, and then and I dropped all the denominational stuff and became a missionary to the Philippines. And so... I've been through all these different types of changes in my life, uh, just constantly like wanting to know the truth, you know. And I reached a point in my life in the Philippines when I was a missionary where I, where I really started to ask questions. Um, not questions just to like, let me uh, critique this religion and learn about them. But this is the part where I sincerely started questioning my own fundamental beliefs as an evangelical Christian. And so while I was there, you know, I had all these nagging thoughts and questions and these experiences. And I just knew that in order to be really true to myself, I had to finally let some of my beliefs go. And so when it came to the new thought stuff, like I said, it wasn't new to me because I've heard it. Like for even when I was like a little kid, it's just, but it was something that was considered as bad, you know. But I started embracing it when I realized that, that quote unquote God or the universe, you know, plays no favorites. And so when I started to embrace the ideas, of the new thought, um, from the new thought folks, I just started to notice, like, it's, it's interesting because a lot of the concepts that I learned from the new thought guys, it wasn't too different from my background in what's called the word of faith movement. And I don't know how familiar with that, with that, but the word of faith movement is like a, like an aspect of Christianity that does talk about the power of words and healing and the law of faith and a lot of, a lot of those things. It's, it's, it's the branch of, quote-unquote Christianity that a lot of conservative people don't like because it sounded too new agey. But I grew up in that, you know, and so <clears throat> but our, it was just a matter of semantics. You know, the language was different. You know, so when I started to embrace the new thought ideas, like I said, it wasn't new to me, but now I finally reached a point where like, hey, this stuff might actually be a universal thing that, you know, it doesn't matter what religion you are, but it's just, it's, it resides in every single human being, you know. So that's how I started to kind of embrace the new thought stuff. And that was in my my late 20s, believe it or not. You know, actually, I think in my early 30s. <laughs> so well, it, a, it was definitely a, a process. That's a huge leap. That's a huge leap from where you were to coming into this philosophy. I mean, like you said, it sounds like you heard bits and pieces of it, but was there a particular event or anything that caused you to go that, you know, change that sort of fundamentalist mindset or was it just a, it was just a gradual process oh man there's just a whole there's a whole bunch of things so i mean there could be i mean part of it could be like a healing aspect because i did healing for many years um since i was like in my mid-20s i started doing healing and um was it my mid it was 2006 so when i started doing that you know i i started to know just do the christian version of healing you know just the way that i was taught but as i started to change and evolve theologically, I started to reading, started to read other uh, different types of healing modalities and that are not considered Christian. And so I started noticing that they're getting some pretty good results too, but it's without the, the Christianese. 
mm-hmm. you know so that that was kind of the part of part of the the process of me of just seeing on how a lot of these principles work i mean back then when i used to criticize the new thought stuff i used to be like oh you know maybe they're getting results but it's just purely demonic <laughs> you know right, or it's, right. not, it's not it's not lasting healing you know um because it's not the way done the way that i that i'm doing it so i mean there's, there's a whole bunch of things but it's when i started questioning certain types of doctrines that you know really shaped the way that i understood god you know, and so when I started embracing God, understanding God as a more inclusive type of God um, rather than an exclusive God, then I started to embrace people of other faiths and looking at them as people, as like my brothers and sisters, and saying, hey, maybe it's just a a different way of understanding reality, you know, instead of just like, this is just not good, you know, this is all bad demonic stuff, you know. So it was definitely a process for me, but I, di- I did have a lot of experiences that kind of open up my eyes to the reality of these principles and these laws being as a universal type of thing. And, and just meeting wonderful people that weren't Christian, and they're able to do some of the things that I was doing. you know. And they're able to love, <laughs> you know, because many times as a Christian I thought, yeah, you know, these people, they look like they're loving, but it's really, it's not love. You know, these Buddhists, yeah, it's just fake love. I mean, I was that judgmental towards other people. You know, I, I would judge them even though they would be good people. You know, it's just sad because it was a very narrow way that I saw uh, the world. So um, how did your family or friends that were in the more fundamentalist perspective, how did they take to you changing your perspective here? Um, (laughs) That's a big thing. Uh, Yeah, they didn't take it. They weren't too happy about it. (laughs) Uh, My family, though, um, they're a little bit more open in a sense because... You know, they did, my, my, my parents grew up, and they didn't grow up, I mean, they were um, really into the Word of Faith movement, which, I, like I said, was very similar to New Thought. Um, they wouldn't use a lot of the, the New Thought terminology or or um, follow the New Thought authors, but my parents are very much into healing and into the power of words. So my shift into all that stuff, into healing, wasn't a big deal for them. Um, but when it came to my, like, my other beliefs about, like questioning like some of the major doctrines of Christianity, that that became an issue a little bit uh, for my parents. But my parents, like I love them like crazy. So I mean, they've been hundred percent supportive of me even in my journey now, even though we may have our differences. But when it comes to um, my, like my close friendships that I've had throughout the years, especially my friends in seminary, um, yeah, it just it didn't turn out too well. It got really really ugly and um like a lot of people ask me this because like just coming back to america just a couple years ago just realizing that a lot of them they don't even want to talk to me anymore you know because they just felt like i I became new age or something like that and it's really interesting it's gone so bad where they would not even want to just meet up with me just to talk about it so when i came back to america it was a complete shock because i thought I didn't know that they were following my material while I was in the Philippines, you know. I thought they're just like my friends, you know, they have other things to do than to watch my stuff. But they were watching my stuff while I was in the Philippines. And um, they started warning people about me. And so it just came as a big shock because I thought, you know, as my friends, I would have assumed that, you know, they would at least just sat down and talk with me first and then make a decision to stay away from me. But it was that crazy because they just decided to just not even communicate with me at all. 
Like I would write messages to them, hey, I'm here in America, guys, I'm back. And I would get like no responses. And then I would meet people just telling me about how, oh, so-and-so is just staying away from you because of your beliefs. Like they think you're, you're like into cultic stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh. So it really took me by <clears throat> surprise. But um, so that, that had to have been hard. A, a that had to have been oh, hard. It, it was hard. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it and make it seem like I was, you know, everything was all gravy through it all. But um, I'm thankful, you know, just because my wife stood with me through it all. Uh, I've had new friends come into my life. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a challenging time, you know. And so I've had, I have a few amount of friends that I still communicate with that were with me from like from the beginning that are still like, hey, you know, they could disagree with me, but they still love me as their friend. So that's, that's what I still cherish and appreciate, you know. But I, it did come to me as a shock because I didn't think it was going to be that bad. Like, it was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <clears throat> but I, overall, it's all good. So um, your wife, when she came along, was that before or after your transition here? Well, I've been transitioning into certain ideas um, since, like, 2008. And so I met my wife, uh, I think it was 2010. So she was there for, like, some of the major transitions, though, I guess, when I was embracing some of the new thoughts stuff. She was there for that transition. So, and she was on board, like, from the very beginning with me, like, um, she, she grew up just like me as an evangelical Christian in the Middle East, and um, she started to question her faith, too, when she moved to Thailand, when she started studying film, and so when she met me in the Philippines, um, it was, it was kind of like, she was at that place in her life where she was okay to question things, and when we got together got married. Um, she saw me wrestle with some of my ideas, especially because I was a speaker, you know, so she really saw me wrestle with some of my, my beliefs because I didn't know what to, to, to talk about anymore because I didn't know if what I was going to preach about is true, <laughs> right. you know, and, um, but my wife, when I opened up to her, um, she never gave me a hard time. She was always um, like, yeah, that makes sense, you know, so she's, she's a very open-minded person. And that's what I'm, that's one of the things that I could really be thankful for that she never, she never gave me a hard time about um, me questioning some of my beliefs, you know? And, um, so yeah, it's been, it's been an amazing journey. So I'm really thankful for her for just being there with me through it all. So that's great. That's great. Um, do you ever get any, um, do you ever occasionally does your mind slip back into that judgment thing when you've you know is there any I guess what I'm asking is is there any question from time to time did I go on the right path you know does this feel like the right thing or you know am I going to go to hell <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, obviously, I think there is. I think if anyone says that they don't ask questions, I think they're lying, to be honest. I mean, like, we all have questions. Um, like, like of course, when I jumped into some of these different types of beliefs, of course I questioned it, because I want to know, like, hey, what if I'm being deceived, too? You know, but, but the thing is, I don't, but I can be honest about this, I don't have any fear, though, um, like, when it comes to my beliefs. I don't think about, uh, I'm going to go to hell. Um like just me jumping into these things, it's based upon my understanding of God now, you know, so because I understand God as a certain way, and um, like I don't have all the answers like I used to, like when I used to talk about the afterlife, like I knew exactly who's going to go to heaven, who's going to hell. Now I'm a little bit more open-minded about like other things that I've heard and, you know, near-death experiences that I've looked into, but um, so yeah, it's not... I'm I'm constantly asking questions. Like if you know me, like if you get to know me, like you'll 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 know that I'm the type that will constantly question like every new thing. So everything in new thought, I didn't embrace it right away. Like 
I think that would be another mistake of mine to just say, okay, now I'm getting into new thought stuff. Let me embrace everything new thought. Like, I question everything. So that's, you know, that's, so there's some things. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, right. there are some things within new thought, in Christianity, in Buddhism, that I say, hey, you know, no one has it all figured out. You know, it's just certain aspects of how we understand reality from our certain perspective. You know, but I appreciate a lot of the the guys that I read in a do thought camp. Um, they've been a tremendous encouragement to me on my journey, you know, and has influenced this book pretty much, you know, so. And I think that it is important that we continue to question things. I think any movement yeah. that requires you to bow down to a certain dogma and not question is suspect personally that's just my personal opinion but um yeah with new thought yeah there are great ideas in it and i believe in a lot of it but you know there still has to be a place where you can question and you can decide to think differently which i think is different from other philosophies you can decide this works for me this doesn't work for me right exactly and which is, I appreciate a lot of the New Thought folks, you know, they, they seem a lot of, um, seem pretty open-minded about, you know, just loving everybody, <laughs> accepting other people, you know, and wanting to empower people's lives and stuff like that. So I, I've been very thankful for that, you know, but I've also, I've also seen, um, you know, been to New Thought meetings where uh, they can be just as religious as, as Christians. You know, when oh, it comes yeah. to like stru- when it comes to structure, you know, and when it comes to church authority and stuff like that. So, so no one, like like you said, it's like no one's exempt, you know, from from falling into like religiosity, you know, um, as as human beings. But yeah, I do, but I do appreciate a lot of the stuff that I learned from the New Thought folks. And I agree with you. I mean, I've been in situations where these very open philosophies that people have but then there become these factions that say no you have to do it this way or you have to do it yeah. this way and I always <laughs> yeah. find it very amusing because yeah, you know, right. it's it's an open philosophy yet you're deciding one way or the other it has to be the way that's sort of against yeah. what you're talking about yeah so it's not so much the philosophy it's more so the people <laughs> yeah you yeah. know and so. people, that's how I people are going to be people I mean that's just exactly. you know they're they're just the way it is. I have a, a theory that nobody actually gets out of like junior high or maybe elementary school. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe no, we, maybe we that. do to some extent, but I think sometimes uh, as unless we're on the path of sort of trying to grow, you know, we stay in that place where you know it's just a silly game that we play with each other. Yeah, it happens. It happens. <laughs> you know, so we're we're all learning, we're all growing. You know, I was even telling someone yesterday who messaged me, um, just like I'm constantly learning and unlearning. You know, so I, I never claim to figure it all out. Even in my my books, I never claim to have the answers. And my first book was mostly questions. You know, because I I know that I'm going to evolve. So I didn't want to write books about like here's here's how life is 100 percent, and then uh, and next you know I change my mind. You know, right. um, I mean, I can, I can do that, but it's just, you're, I'm going to have to revise my book over and over and over. So I try to be more like have open-ended type of questions, you know, for the most part, especially when it comes to, um, doctrines that I would question, you know, so and I think there's a lot I'm still learning. I think it's interesting when authors admit that because, you know, even though you may write something at one point, that doesn't mean your thoughts don't evolve after that. Exactly. 
you know, and uh, and I'm willing to admit that. I mean, that's just something I, I want to meet more people that are willing to say, hey, I, I got it wrong, you know, or I was mistaken. And, and like when I was in the Philippines, I I was I already had a website and everything when I was in the Philippines. So I used to put up like a whole bunch of my messages up online. And when I started questioning my my beliefs, um, it was a really challenging time for me. And I eventually took down like like 15 of my messages off of the my website. And I'm like, I don't even know what preach anymore because I don't want to, I don't want to just put it up just to keep my messages up online. I want to be true to myself, you know, so, and, and it was, it was really challenging, but I, my wife knows me. I never, I never compromise like where I'm at on my journey. If I, if I don't believe this anymore, I don't believe it anymore. I'm not going to pretend that I do, which is why it's hard for people to, um, you know, like, especially in the Christian scene, it was hard for them to stay connected with me because I was constantly evolving and they didn't, they didn't appreciate that. They would tell me that, like, why do you keep changing your mind? I said, because I haven't figured this stuff out. You know, I just, this doesn't make sense to me at the time. And I'm not going to lie and preach this stuff anymore. You know, so I, I was sincere about it, you know, back in the day. But um, at this point in my life, maybe I was sincerely wrong. But but I, I respect people with wherever they're at. So my a lot of my Christian friends who are still in that scene, um, I still, you know, as long as they're loving people and, you know, all that, so I'm, I'm cool with that, man. It's just like, I, I do find some of their ideas damaging, but, you know, I, I feel like I can't, I'm not here to try to convince everybody to think the way that I do. You know, this sure. is just where I'm at. And if, 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 like a lot of the videos that I put out on YouTube, I just tell people like, like if my stuff helps you, good. If it doesn't help you, screw it. Listen to somebody else right. you know, who, who can help you on your journey, you know? So that's all that I'm at you for. So I'm not the type that likes to debate anymore. I used to debate all the time. That was like my passion was debating when I was in my university, you know? Um, I would do that like all day, but now I'm at a place. It's funny because I'm like the complete opposite. I don't really debate anymore. You know, I could have conversations and stuff, but if people just want to get argumentative with me, I'm just like, whatever. Do you believe whatever you want? It's not good. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to live my own life and, and talk to people that are that want to hear what I have to say, you know, that are open. You know, so I, I don't really get into a lot of those um, heated debates like I used to. So why did you decide to write this book, The Secret of Awesomeness? Well, Oh, okay. Secret to <laughs> um, awesomeness, just, yeah. Secret to awesomeness, yeah. Um, I love helping people, you know, and so, I mean, there are people all over the world who, who struggle with loving themselves. Um, uh, people who do struggle with their health and money and lack of purpose and fears, and so I, I wrote it because I wanted to share people my own story and share my own struggles um, because in that book I was very transparent about my weaknesses, and that's that's one of the things that, I would find lacking a lot of the books that I read in like the self-help genre. You know, it seems like they've had it, they have it made and it just seems like everything's perfect after they figured out these principles. But in my book, I shared from the beginning to end that I still have struggles, mm -hmm. but I was able to overcome a lot of them, you know, but I'm still in, a, in process and I want people to know that, Hey, you're not alone. So when I have people, you know, messaging me like every day, like even this morning, just like, people who read my book and they, they just say, Hey Josh, I struggle with, with loving myself. I struggle with, with insecurity and hating my body or I struggle with, with my health. I mean, it just, it, it encourages me so much to know that, that my book could be part of their journey to just encourage them to know that, Hey, there, there's some hope, you know, and that you're not alone. So 
that's that's one of the reasons why I wrote the book. I also wrote it because you know I want to let people know, hey, if you have any desires in your heart, it's possible, man. You know, and and I just want to empower people to to dream, to take risks, and once they're done with my book, hopefully, not only will they learn to love themselves more, but they'll be pumped up to believe that they can do anything. Because I know that when I would read books, I love the ones that help me to believe that I can do anything. You know, so I wanted to write a book just like that, but with my own stories and my own perspective of things. So, now where do you find inspiration for this stuff? Where does this come from for you? Ah, oh, man, everywhere. <laughs> uh, people, uh, videos, nature, books. Pretty much, life inspires me, man. It's like, and it's interesting because many times I find inspiration when I'm not trying to look for it. You know, when I'm trying to get inspired, it's just when I'm just enjoying life, living life, not worried about anything. I could just be in the shower or something. Like, I just had an idea yesterday. It just popped up in my mind when I was in the shower. And all of a sudden, just ideas are flooding my mind, you know, what to do next with my life, whether it has to do with business ideas or things that I need to teach. So, so it's pretty much everything for me, you know. And, um, yeah, life. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> So what are you up to next? Um, these days, I'm just focusing a lot on like my, my YouTube channel, uh, also my next book. I also started up a coaching practice that I started up a couple months ago. And uh, Do you have a website? Also, yeah, my website's uh, just my name, joshuatongle.com. And so I invest a lot in making videos. I have, I have a whole bunch. And so that's something that I'm really focusing on after I wrote two books to really focus just making more videos on YouTube. And um, I guess I'm just working on my, my, my third book and stuff. So I'm also planning to leave for the Philippines later Are this you? year or, yeah, or early next year. Yeah. So we're moving back, my wife and I. We like it there. Yeah. <laughs> What's one thing we can do to know we're awesome? One thing you can do to know you're awesome is um, follow your dreams, follow your passion, and then you'll see what you're capable of. You know, I mean, one of the things that I love to do is to, you know, I mentioned this in the my dedication in my book. It's, you know, it's dedicated to those who dare to believe. And one of the things that I've seen in my own life, whether it comes to healing or manifesting certain things, is like you, you, you just get more... I don't know. You, you see yourself in a different way when you when you're able to accomplish something that you thought was impossible. You know, so I would just dare your your audience to think of something that they really want to do that could be their passion. And even though it seems impossible, I would just encourage people just to go for it and just to watch that it can happen. You know, and so when I've been able to overcome certain things where I thought were impossible, um, just my perspective of life change, where it just I just started to see life as like, man, I, there's so many things that I can do, you know? And so, um, yeah, I just encourage your audience just to see how amazing and awesome you are. Just dare to believe, dare to believe and watch, watch your, your, your dreams can come true. Well, that's awesome. Thank you, Joshua. We really appreciate uh, thank you, you coming Jim. by today. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Really appreciate it. And thanks everybody for joining us today. Please, again, go to Facebook and like us at Cosmic Stuff Radio, and we'll talk to you next time on Cosmic Thoughts. Today was my best day.